the song that we sing every single year. Yeah. So you yeah. ready? Yeah, yeah. Ten, Ten nine, nine, eight, eight seven, seven, six, six five, 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 four, three, three, two, two. Uh oh. Oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone outside and in between. Welcome. Welcome back. back. What a what a, forever. Oh, Jesus, my cat immediately made a giant sound. I oh, don't worry, cat. Don't worry, I got you. I got you. But for you got this on heaven, on heaven, memory. We all know the song. Yeah, it was actually Ben getting home. It wasn't even my cat. Oh, dang. Dang, <laughs> when you party so hard, you come back on January 2nd. Hooey. Hooey. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's, Sam. Happy New Year's, Andrew. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is a movie slash art discussion podcast, and my name is Sam Bannigan. Andrew Thomas. And Andrew, how has your how has your week been? How was your New Year's? How's all the things? It was crazy. I spent New Year's on an airplane, on an aeroplane. Yeah. Um, and that was an experience. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a good week. Right after Christmas week, it was just hanging yeah. out with friends and family. And that's always nice. And you're back in the NYC, baby. Yes, I'm back, back in the New York groove, quite literally. <laughs> um, uh, how about you? How about yourself? Yeah, it's been a, <coughs> it's been an all right week. Um, <laughs> been basically just just watching movies to to get ready for this. Um, of of all the things on our lists, some movies are. Weird. Movies are weird. Did you know Movies that? Movies are weird. You know That's what crazy. I learned? Video hmm. games are weird. Video games are weird. Video games do be weird. They do be weird. Yeah. Um, so, if if this is your first time listening to one of these episodes, this is our, our year-end, our Oscars, our Emmys, our Grammys, our Tips and Tops. And we are doing the tips and tops, not just the tops. Yeah, this year, We're last year back. was just the tops because twenty twenty took the tips away from us. Yeah, it was it was rough, uh, but we're doing sort of a. If you've listened to other our, our other couple of episodes, uh, we're doing sort of a mix of uh, what we did in the past and what we did last year, um, where a lot of the stuff, I think everything on Andrew's list is new. Not all the stuff on my list is new. Um, all of Andrew's things are also movies. So he just did his, he just went back to how we used to do it, yeah. but I didn't. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, not all of the things on our lists are going to be movies. Well, on my list are going to be movies. Um, but they are all things that, uh, we were new to us this, uh, past year. Yeah. Uh, and have meant a lot to us. Um, so, uh, let's let's just get 
the bad out of the way, Andrew. Let's just get the bad out of the way. The Let's disappointments. Just get the bad out of the way. The disappointments, our biggest disappointments of the year. Uh, we're doing our top three for all of our small categories. Um, do you have any honorable mentions uh, for disappointments? Or dishonorable mentions? Dishonorable mentions, I suppose. Um, yeah. Yes. Phase okay. four of Marvel. Okay. All of it. All of it. Nine things came out, and only one was good. That's a... a yeah, sure. Okay. You, you can pick your poison on what you say is good. But <laughs> only one thing was good. It was the animated show. Marvel finally became dorky again. <laughs> that was the thing. It finally became for nerds. I was like, hooray! Huzzah! We're here. Everything else. Sure, I can get that. I did actually also almost put Marvel on nine. Yeah. And then I was like, was I actually excited for it? And then I went, no. <laughs> and so it's not on there. Any dishonorable mentions for you? Uh, I don't. I actually had a. I actually had a bit of a struggle, um, filling out my my three. Oh, uh, well, this was a good year for you. It was a good year, but just like. All the stuff that I didn't really like this year, I wasn't necessarily super excited for. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I was like disappointed by like Spider-Man or whatever. Yeah. You know, it was just like, I wasn't actually really that excited for it in the grand scheme of things. Yes. All the stuff that I have been very excited for has lived up to or exceeded my expectations. Well, good um, for you, Sam. So I had a I had a nice time. Uh, but what is your number three? The only thing that's not a movie on my list. Donda. Donda. The Kanye West album. Kanye West's new album. It's disappointing. Why, why was it so disappointing? Like, I've been through the career of Kanye West. Jesus is King was a good story arc. It was this guy, college dropout, doesn't quite know what to do, but he knows he's a good rapper. They became the best rapper of all time. They became probably one of the best musicians of all time. They got a little crazy. They got just kind of a little crazy. But then he found a power bigger than himself, and he found something that, that, that centered himself. That's great. And Donda just doesn't really do anything. Mm. It's, it's named after after his mother who passed away a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so there might be some significance in the music for him that I just don't know about, but for, for this boy, nah, not for me. Nah. That's fair. <laughs> yes. And Jay-Z has some lines that just are odd. Jay-Z is an odd rapper. Great yeah. business man. Early stuff. Un- untouched, but yeah. lately, he's an odd rapper. Sure. What about your, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is uh, the ending to the video game Deathloop. Ooh, okay. Uh, this was a, a game from a studio that I really like. Uh, I'm actually, I just bought, they had like, they have like a sale on their like collection of all their games. Uh, I bought that, so I'm going to play them 
because I haven't actually beaten all of them. <laughs> I like played like most of a couple of them. Um, but it was from Arcane Studios. They did great games like Dishonored uh, and Prey. Um, and this was their new one. It was this time looping, you know, uh, retro future aesthetic, cool ass assassin game that like is really fun to play when you're playing it. And the story's intriguing and interesting, and the character dynamic between like the two leads is great, and like all this different stuff is so well done. But the ending is just really disappointing. Mm-hmm. It's just really because the game at no point knows if it's going to be your last loop. It doesn't change at all ever. Yeah. Um, compared to a different game that we're going to talk about later. Uh, which does change when you're doing your last loop. Um, this one doesn't, so it just kind of felt like, okay, yeah, sure, I guess I did it. Um, and that's the end. Sure. Mm. All right. And it just kind of goes in, in some weird places that I don't, that I, I mean, no one listening probably. I'm going to lightly spoil Death Loop. Please. <laughs> um, but the, the character you're playing and the, like, ant- your antagonist, Juliana, um, you find out late in the story sort of towards the end that she's your daughter um and it becomes this like father-daughter relationship and it just doesn't really stick it's a very weird twist that doesn't really stick the landing this is kind of like what is okay sure all right (laughs) you know uh so yeah the ending of death loop just could have been better yeah what's your number two could have been better sam my number two, which yeah. is In the Heights. Okay. Yeah. I've been frustrated with it for six months. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> is it still the same sort of it's colorist of, of stuff? Of course. It is still the same thing. And I'm disappointed at Andrew Thomas. When we first, the first time when we talked about it on the podcast, which I highly suggest you listen to, we still get a <laughs> listen if you listen to it. Um, that doesn't, that doesn't hurt, but I just didn't point it out because I didn't think it was important. And then just literally we stopped recording and I was like, should I have brought it up? And I should have, I should have. It was, you know, a condescending film to be made for an entire group of people. And for that, I say disappointment, disappointment. That's very fair. Um, my number two is also a musical, and it's West Side Story. Oh, ooh. I'm uh, disappointed in the Puerto Ricans and DRs. Oh, wait. <laughs> ooh, wait. DR. Um, yeah, West Side Story, I just, I really didn't like it. You can listen to our episode and, and hear me rant, rant and rave about how bad I think that movie is. Um, but I was really disappointed. I had seen so many people, including you and Justin, uh, just like raving about this, about how incredible this movie was. And I was like, all right, like, sure. Like, let's do it, baby. I'm, I'm down for like Steven, Steven Spielberg, just, just bringing it back. Like it's nothing. Uh, and holy shit. I think he failed pretty miserably. Um, yeah, but I'm in the minority. I I get it. I still (laughs) think it's bad. Don't go see it. Well, well, the only thing that annoys me more than than 
racism. The only thing <laughs> is disrespecting the Looney Tunes. Oh, you were disappointed in I you were was, excited I, for and then disappointed by Space Jam: A New Legacy. So here's the thing: I was I was like, all right, how bad can it be? And it like, you know how things exceed your expectations. Yeah. This one like deceived. Deceded <laughs> my expectations. It went lower. I was yeah. like, "How? How?" Yeah, no. Space Jam: A New Legacy like rocked my world. Yeah, yeah. You were in a rough spot for a little while. I was. Ugh. How could you do that to my friends? All my friends. Yeah. The most That's horrible, gross piece of media to come out this year and it was with my friends yeah uh, it's heartbreaking and yeah you, you if it if it breaks your heart it had to be disappointing sure that was my okay. logic i get it no i get it um my number one is something that that i don't want to get into too much uh just because it's something that we're going to talk about in a couple weeks um, but it is uh, David Lynch, and more specifically Twin Peaks, uh, has been my biggest disappointment of this year. I, I really thought I was going to love all of it. I thought, like, you know, after all all my life hearing about it and all the things that I knew about it beforehand, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be incredibly my shit. Like, I'm going to fall in love. Like, it's going to be I'm going to be a Lynch guy. That's totally fine. And nope. Nope. Nobody nope. It happens. I don't know. At first uh, I was like, you can't you can't just say we can't talk about it too much. This is the tips and tops. But this. This. <laughs> this one, yeah. We're going to have a long conversation now, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just specifically, like much more specifically Twin Peaks. I'm not as disappointed at like in like David Lynch as like a a director writ large. Um, I'm kind of disappointed in him, but not that, not as much as I am specifically Twin Peaks. Yeah. Because I had heard it was so good and all these things and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, we oh, still this got sounds, like return. It's, sounds like it's my shit. And it was not, I couldn't watch it. So. <laughs> womp, womp. Womp, 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 uh, Okay. And. Uh, now, bah, 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 bah. Uh, we're just going to fly through our honorable mentions for just our top 10 things of the whole ass year. Do you want to, do you want to just power through them? Yes, I'd love to. Are there any that you want to like shout out a little bit more, a, bit, a little bit louder? Nah, nah, honorable nah. mentions don't, it's just a mention. Okay, I'm going to do a little bit. I'm going to do a little bit. on it. Okay, for sure. You are totally cool. You want me to run through mine? Yeah, just run through it, baby. So, Andrew Thomas's honorable mentions, 2021, are The Last Duel, Pig, Raya, and The Last Dragon, Luca, Come On, Come On, Old, Zola, The Green Knight, and Tatan. 
Actually, I will say something about Tatan. Tatan was in my top 10, but I took it out because it was also in Sam's top 10. I was like, ah, if we're going to talk about it, I don't need to. But then, <laughs> last minute, Sam took it out of the top 10. So I was like, ah, it's too late now. It's but, too yeah, late. Tatan's totally in my top 10, but it switched to, you know, you know. <laughs> you know how it is. Um, uh, my honorable mentions also include Tatan and um, Zola. Uh, mine also gets Ted Lasso, It Takes Two, The Sound of Metal, Disco Elysium, No Time to Die, uh, the podcast called A More Civilized Age, which everyone should listen to. It's a leftist podcast about Star Wars and it fucking rips. Um, uh, Minari, uh, Arcane, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the album, uh, Fuck Art, uh, and... Uh, the fantastic comedy that everyone should watch, and I wish I had on my top ten, uh, Werewolves Within. Because mm. it's so good. Everyone should watch Werewolves Within. <laughs> it's been my number one recommendation all year. Ever since it I has. saw it, I'm just like, hey, everyone, watch this movie. It's really good. It has indeed. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. God, Twin Peaks. <laughs> God, Twin Peaks. <laughs> um... um. Do you want me to start with my with my number ten thing of, of twenty twenty one? Please do. Do you want to start? You you can start, my good friend I'll Sam. Uh, my number ten thing of the whole ding dang year is the musician and comedian Nick Lutzko. Uh, he released two comedy albums in 2021 uh songs on the computer and more songs on the computer um uh but this was also the year that i i just started listening to all of his music yeah his old stuff his new stuff um and he just captures this like great little indie (laughs) alternative vibe that I don't find in a lot of other music and um, he's also very like left wing, anti-fascist, uh, anti-capitalist um, stuff, like sentiments behind a lot of his music. Uh, it can be very personal and very mm-hmm. moving. Uh, even in his comedy stuff, he does a lot of like very. Dad, won't you love me? Dad, can't you see me? Dad, can't you hear me? <laughs> It's great. Um, but like the beginning of a song called Cat Piss is about like him and his wife being stuck inside together. And he's just like, actually, if I have to be stuck inside with someone, I'm so happy that it's you. Hmm. And it's like very sweet. I actually this morning listened to his album that you told Swords? Me. Yes. Yeah. And you know what he reminds me a lot of? And I don't know mm. if you know a lot of his early stuff, but Randy Newman. No, I, I don't know Randy Newman's stuff. Yeah, his one. early stuff. Randy Newman was a bit of, of a comedian before he, oh. he he just went to Disney. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's a lot of that, a lot of interesting ways to use instruments, a lot of interesting ways to, like, of like to manipulate you with sound, yeah, right, yeah. No, he's he's a he's a cool one, Mister. Yeah, he's great. Uh, I often uh, like when I describe him to people. I'm like, if if you know they might be giants, 
he's kind of like a mix of they might be giants and the Beatles. And it's like that, I think describes his sound really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's so much fun. He's just like a blast to listen to. Uh, I, I highly recommend his comedy albums, songs on the computer and more songs on the computer. So funny. So like weird and, and uh, I think really smart and, and good. Um, and if you're looking for his more serious stuff, he has two albums, one called etc. And one called swords. Swords is a fucking phenomenal album. Everyone should listen to swords. Woo. Uh, what is your number 10 thing? My of the number year? 10. It's a tie. Tie time. Tie time. <laughs> it's a tie. Um, starting off strong. T- starting off strong. It is the, I think, the two things that I think are the purest form of artistic expression. Some of these things might not have, ex- should have existed in the first place, but they do. And you know what? They they put their whole heart and soul into it. Both okay. these people. Unfortunately, they're both white guys, but hey, it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> and my number 10, the two number 10s on my list is Bo Burnham's Inside and Zack Snyder's Justice League. A wild, a wild tie. Um, spoilers, we're going to talk about Inside a lot later, but... Uh, so do you want to mention your thoughts on Inside now and then we can get deeper into it later? Yeah, sure. I mean, Inside was some like, right? Right? <laughs> that silence says everything. It was something, right? Um, especially with how we all lived last year. Um, it was such a, a necessary thing to see and hear. Uh, a nice reminder that no you weren't the only one who felt that way no you weren't the only one Mm -hmm. we all kind of felt this way in our own ways and the songs are bops yeah and Zack Snyder's Justice League is a thing that shouldn't have worked but I think it does I think it works very very well and I think it's a nice way it's a nice way yeah i'll say that it's a nice way of seeing someone deal with grief it's a it's it's a very interesting way to see someone deal with grief and also here's batman it's it was a very sweet film and it had no right to be a sweet film Zack snyder's justice league but yet here we are i was a very very big fan of it and uh I don't know if we should restore the Snyder cut. I don't or the Snyderverse. I don't, I I ain't on that train. However, it is a very 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 good film that I hope I hope comes to theaters one one day. Please. No. Please go to theaters one day. <laughs> uh I yeah. I really did not like Zack Snyder's Justice League. We have a whole episode on it. Uh I think it's bad. It's way too long. I think Zack Snyder's not a very good director. But if it speaks to you, my friend Andrew, it speaks to you. I think it's and great. Everyone go see it. Everyone go gonna, watch it. I'm not going to take that away from you. <laughs> uh, what is your number nine? My number nine was a fun comedy to come out early this year. <clears throat> Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. I had a blast Please. watching this. 
please tell me why you like this movie because I thought it's, it was so bad. So Sam watched. So Sam doesn't like anything I like. Um, <laughs> I like some stuff. Sam I like a just, lot of stuff that you like. Sam just poo poos on everything my heart loves. Although I don't like a lot of your list, so this is actually kind of interesting. Now, <laughs> now that, that I'm actually it. looking at it. Now that I look at it. Whoopsies. Whoops. Whoopsies. Um, I love this movie. It's so funny. It's so cute. It's so absurdist. It's just... Why? Who? Who is Barb and Star? They're no one. They're not SNL characters. They're just people that someone came up with. And now I'm watching them, and they're on this vacation, and they're and they're homebodies, and they don't know what to do. But yeah, it's really funny, and it's stupid. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I had so much fun. They're my new friends. Who cares about the Looney Tunes? Barb and Star, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... I had a... I just... I don't know. Maybe it was the mood I was in early part of the year was rough. Uh it was very, very rough. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was horrible wall to wall, but but yeah. specifically in January. Um there was like thumbtacks on one side of the room and there was nails on the other side of the room and this was on the nails side. It was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought and also Jamie Dornan I thought was very fun and we saw a new side of him that I quite enjoyed. Um, you do you have anything specifically you want to ask me about the movie? Anything why I specifically like it? I don't know. It just it pl- maybe like this might be a personal thing. It really just played like every bad sketch show I've ever seen at the Fringe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen a lot of bad sketch shows, um, and it just played exactly like that. It was like here's a bit and it's going to go on for too long. And then we're going to move on to another bit. And this one is also going to go on for too long. And then we're going to move on to this other bit. And Hey, guess what? It's going to go on for too long. And that was just the whole movie. Um, and I just thought it was not very funny. I just don't like that. I'm not a big fan of SNL style humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really never had not- been. For any era. You, you don't care for any cast member or any era. Not particularly, no. I mean, like, Blues Brothers is good. It's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, but that's, you know, that, that sort of... There's a specific SNL style of comedy that I think is, like, very hard to... I don't... It just doesn't work for me. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know if I have a specific thing like it, it was fun and you liked it and you had a good yeah, time as an snl boy i i quite enjoyed yeah. it yeah reminded me of all my favorite snl all my favorite snl friends yeah i also thought it was really stupid but i thought it was just stupid not like it's so stupid it's funny i was just like why is this what's going on why are they yeah. flying with their pants <laughs> yeah why are they not gay why are there mermaids why do they, why do they have to be so so heterosexual. It was so uncomfortable. I was like, you could just be gay. It's fine. It's allowed. It's it's allowed. It's not allowed. allowed. You don't have to, you don't have to be like this. You know? I enjoyed it. I'm glad you did, man. I'm I'm not trying to yuck your yum. 
But speaking of yucking your yum, what's your num what's your number nine, Sam? Uh it's the <laughs> Matrix Resurrections. Uh the most bonkers movie of the year. Uh we like just talked about this movie. We did. Uh so we have a whole podcast on it, but holy shit, Matrix Four is so good. It's so fun. It's so heartwarming. Um it's it's just incredible all, all, through and through the first like 45 minutes are are mind-blowingly good uh and i think the rest of the movie is also extremely good but like especially that that first like 30 40 45 minutes or so it's like oh damn Mwah, movies i am seeing it again tomorrow actually oh nice um, I will ask. I will say I'm very excited to see it again tomorrow. But yeah. every day since I've seen it, it has just dropped down. I'm like, yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that either. I also didn't like that. Huh? Huh? <laughs> so hey, ridiculous. Truly ridiculous. I it was actually on the top of my dishonorables. It was above. I was like, you know what? I won't. <laughs> I won't. That's okay. I mean, you could have. It's okay. It's allowed. I put um, West Side Story on mine. I don't know what you're. Ta- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, G. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, great. Uh, so next up is our favorite moments uh, of the year. Um. Uh, do you want to start with your? Do you have any honorable mentions? I don't. I do not like I like like most of the dancing scenes in Last Night in Soho. I was a big fan sure. of um a, a lot a lot of scenes in a net were wild. Sure. Are just wild, but yeah, that's about it. Okay. Everything else I have like specific moments. Okay, and it's cool. just three. Uh, my, yeah, my, I'm on, my honorable mentions for them are that the first dance scene in, uh, Last Night in Soho. Yes. Um, and the, uh, the Gamjabar scene in Dune. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, is also just, like, so good. Um, and also every time that I heard Jonathan Groff say, after all these years, to be going back to where it all started. Back to the, to Matrix. the Matrix. It's the greatest thing. That's the greatest thing in the world. Um, great. Uh, I, I'll start this one. Please. Is that chill? That's chill. That's that's great. ice. That's ice cold. <laughs> uh, my number three moment uh, is um, the surprise uh, at the end of the Green Knight. Uh, after the sort of montage of his life that he his head falls off and then he cut back and he's still in the chapel. Yeah. And all of that was just a vision of what things might have been if he had left. Yes. Uh, I still remember just, I rewatched The Green Knight not too long ago and I was like, holy shit, <laughs> this is so good. Hate that, hate that life. Also, yeah. I should have said this earlier. Spoilers for like everything that came out this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just—it's so good. I think it works so well. 
And it, it, I also just love that whole montage in general, but specifically the way that it like cuts back and yeah, it's great. It's very, it's very good. Big fan. Big fan. Um, What's your number three? My number three is when the flash turned back time. I thought it was a lot of fun when the bomb explodes and then everyone dies, you see it. And then the flash is like, hold up. I'm the flash. I can run pretty fast. And then he starts reversing time. It's also fun because I say this to comedians sometimes. Sometimes I see comedians and they just start off with a bomb. And you can just see it. And we're all sitting at a bomb and they don't know what to do. So I'm like, have you seen Zack Snyder's Justice League? Remember that time when the Flash reversed the bomb? Where he just had to run towards it? I just like that metaphor. Using it with, with, with comedians. Okay. Sure. Uh, and also it was fun. Dad, remember I was one of the best. Of the best. I was with them. Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> yeah. Sometimes sometimes those big, stupid movies can mean something. Sometimes. I'm about to talk about a movie that does it, but... <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, what's your, what's your number two? My number two is all the Spider-Man hugging. Just uh-huh. that's it. Just the hug. That was that's all I wanted and I got it. Okay. That's it. I, I'm done. What's your okay. number two? Uh my number two is the ending of uh, a video game called The Outer Wilds. Ooh. Uh which uh I don't want to get too into right now. Um, but the ending uh, made me cry. It was beautiful. Oh, and you don't really cry. No, and I was like on my couch, and I was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm going through it right now. I'm going <laughs> through it." Uh, but we're gonna talk about it uh, later because it's on my top ten, and I want to get into it more then. Uh, then. Um, and my number one moment is. Uh, you say the ocean's rising like I give a shit. You say the whole world's ending, buddy, it already did. You're not gonna slow it, heaven knows you tried. Got it good, now not get inside. <laughs> that uh, I get chills every time. That Every that. time I get chills. <laughs> Got it good now. Get inside. We're going to go. Oh, it's so good. It. I, I have chills now. Like it's that. I get chills every time. That is so good. Um. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's all I got for right now. <laughs> I have to say, I would love to tell you, I had to take some of Inside off my uh off my playlist. Because I was yeah. like, ooh, winter, seasonal depression's coming. I need to, this needs to get, this is, some of this is summer music. I can't, I can't yeah. have this. No, that's fair. That's entirely fair. Uh, I'm, I still listen to it. It's great. <laughs> uh, and my number one moment, it was probably the most fun I had in a theater. My mouth was on the floor. My jaw. Can I, I yes. think I know what it is. Please. It probably, you probably do know exactly what it is. Does it have to do with a jail cell? Oh, you know it has to do with a jail cell. Oh, yeah, it does. (laughs) And it has to do with a a police office as well. It was the scene that made me go, oh, the movies. The (laughs) movies. 
<laughs> that is the police cell, police office scene in Malignant. Yeah. Oh, it is the best God. scene in that movie, probably. I my little head exploded right after a Tarantino watch too, like literally days after. Oh man, yeah. I was like, oh my god, yes, yes, give it yeah. to me. <laughs> I think it was uh, Catherine Hahn who tweeted this, but was only sickos would like this movie. It's the picture of the guy and, uh, behind the window laughing, going, hee hee hee, yes. Yeah. And he has a shirt that says sicko. Yeah, yeah. And she said, me with malignant. That's how yeah. I also feel. That's fair. Uh,. uh yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I I didn't really like Malignant, but at least I I understand why people like Malignant. Mm-hmm. It's just not for me. It's not it's not your cup of tea. Yeah, uh, yeah. Those are moments. What a good what good year for cool what moments in movies. Yeah, what good moments. Um, uh, we're going on to our next two on our top ten. We got number eight and number seven. Um, you started with 10, right? Yes. Okay, I'll start with my number eight. Uh, and my number eight, honestly, it could be higher. Uh, it's so good. Uh, the more I think about it, maybe it should have switched with another, with something a bit higher on my, on my list, but it's going to be here and that's fine. Uh, it is the video game called The Outer Wilds. Oh, right. So we're getting into it. We're getting into it. Think of it. Yeah. Um, This video game, the the core concept of this video game, for the people who don't know, uh, also spoilers for it. If you haven't played The Outer Wilds, fucking play it. It's so incredible. It's so good. Um, It's it's not too long, and it's 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 fucking phenomenal. Um, But the core premise is you are like a space faring archaeologist uh you wake up on a planet and you get to talk to a bunch of people in this like little town and they're all like really excited because you're about to take off in your spaceship for the first time uh and you like go get the launch codes and then this like statue like turns and looks at you and it's like really weird and then like you see like a weird vision of like what you just did and it's like very strange and then you're like okay and then you go and you get on your spaceship and you take off and you're in like a little solar system. There's like six or seven different planets you can go to. You can just fly to any of them and land and just go exploring. Um, and you start like you find ruins of like an old civilization, like all this different stuff. Um, and it's great. It's really fun. It's like hard to like move, but you slowly learn how to get the hang of it. And um, then about 22 minutes later, the sun explodes uh, and you die. And then you wake up and you're on your planet again, but this time you have the launch codes so you can just go straight to your spaceship. You don't have to go talk to anybody. You get on your spaceship and you take off and you can go to a planet and go exploring. Uh, And then 22 minutes later, the sun explodes and you wake up back on your planet and it, you, the rest of the game you are spending uncovering the secrets of this like civilization that used to live in the solar system uh, and 
finding other ruins and secrets and stories and places and weird different things uh, that are going on to unravel the mystery of like what's happening and potentially how you can stop it and like save uh, the, your little solar system. Uh, and every single time you have 22 minutes. That's how long it takes. So regular uh, live, die, repeat, if you will. Yeah, yeah, it's very Groundhog Day. It's very lift I repeat. It's very Palm Springs. It's all all time loopy sort of things. Um, and it's just fun. Like it's fun. The, the, the first off, it's really interesting. You're basically solving this like solar system wide puzzle of like, okay, this leads to this, and you have to like figure out like there's like a quantum moon that like you can you have to like find all these different like rules of how quantum mechanics work so that you can figure out how to land on this moon that keeps like disappearing and, and appearing around different planets. There's one planet that's like being bombarded by like uh, meteors. And so pieces of it are falling into a black hole at the center of the planet, which if you fall into, you teleport to the other side of the solar system. Ooh. Um there's uh, t- uh, the there's an hourglass twins planet. So it's these two planets. One of them is starts off covered in sand, and the other one is like a big cave system. But then the sand starts pouring into the other planet. So you only have a certain amount of time before like the lowest parts of the cave system are like filled with sand. So you have to like get there really quick if you need to like get to the stuff way at the bottom. But you can get crushed and like die and just like restart and um. Yeah, it just is fucking great. I, I, I'm i going to stop and you can ask any questions that you have. Well, what I would love to know, again, maybe if if you really, if you're one of our listeners and you're into video games, you skip five minutes ahead. Um, yeah. If, if, if you're, you're on me and, I'm, and we're talking, we're talking about Tick, Tick, Boom. That's it. Um, yeah. Skip ahead five minutes. What made you cry? What was, because... You know, for me, the video I saw, I just thought it was kind of just like an exploring game. Yeah. And so I hear that it made you cry. I'm like, well, what, like, if you're just exploring, what, what is it? So you, so you spend, you spend all your loops exploring and then you figure out like, oh, I know you, you are, you're, you find out that this old civilization is trying to find something called the eye of the universe. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which they think is like calling out to them and is like trying to get them to come and like see what it is and like understand the like where life came from and like the meaning of the universe and all this like different stuff. Um, but they like crashed and they got stuck here and it's like this whole thing um, that's that caused all this problem. But they they needed they were the ones who developed this like time looping technology. Um, and the way that they had enough power to like power that was by causing the sun to explode. Mm. Um, and, and so you're, you're going through this and you like find the like station, the, like the project, the Ash twin project um, where this like looping is like happening. Um, and you find out that if you can take the power core from that project to their crest, crashed spaceship that they were taking to the eye of the universe you can get to the eye of the universe and see what they were trying to see 
mm-hmm. um, because you finally have enough power because of the sun exploding. Uh, and so in your final loop, you have to get into your spaceship and race to the Ash twin of the Hourglass twins. Uh, you have to wait for the sand to drop down enough so that you can get into this teleporter that sends you to the Ash Twin project. You get in there, you have to turn off the gravity, and then you have to like kind of float your way and grab the power station, the power core. And if you die while you're holding this power core, you don't loop because oh. it's turned off, right? So you grab it and you get back in your spaceship. And then you have to fly to this other planet that's being taken over by vines. This like weird seed. Um, that's that's a bunch of vines. And you have to fly into the seed, which then it's kind of like a Russian nesting doll situation. Like you fly into one, and then it's bigger on the inside, and then you can fly into another one, and then it's bigger on that side. Um, and you kind of have to fly through this and like avoid these like giant space anglerfish um, by like flying really slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, through it all you have to get through get to the spaceship put the power core in and and fly and get there and turn it on and get to where you need to go and when you get there it does the thing that the climax of interstellar is doing where suddenly you're like falling through this like weird void of like space time. Yeah. Uh, and like you're, you fall into like a black hole and then you're in this like weird, like quantum realm of like weird shapes and, and all this different stuff. Then you keep falling and then you land on like just an open field and you kind of look around and then suddenly a little like sapling appears on the ground and then you look away, and then you look back, and it's a bit bigger. And then you look away, and you look back, and it's a full tree. And then you look away, and you look back, and it's a campfire. And then you look away, and you look back, and it's lit. And then you look away, and you look back, and there's a, a, a rocking chair. Oh. And you look away, and you look back, and then one of your friends from back home is sitting there. And you can talk to him, and he's like oh, I think you have to find everybody else and then we can go get started. And then you're like, okay. And then you start hearing music and there's this gorgeous score that we're going to talk about later. Um, this gorgeous score that that you are, have been able to hear pieces of. There are all these different astronauts on different planets and they're all playing like one part of this score. It's so like one of them has a set of drums and one of them has a banjo. And one of them has, a, has like a little flute and like all this different stuff. And so you have to go find these like instruments. And when you find the instrument in this like weird, like endless forest of quantum weirdness, you go and you find it and you like pick it up and then it disappears. And then the mute, and then they're sitting, and then that person, whoever had that instrument is sitting by the fire. And then you do that for all the people and then you get back to the fire and then you like talk to them and they're like, should we all get started? And you're like, yeah. And then they all start playing the like theme of the of the um, game, and you just kind of sit there with your friends at the end of the universe, listening to this like kind of weirdly melancholic song. And then you look up, and the sun starts exploding, 
and it comes and it fills your screen with bright white light. And I started crying. <laughs> and then that kind of goes away. And then you see some stars appear and some planets. And then you see your home planet and a little campfire. And that's the end of the game. Mm. And it's just like this beautiful little story about like connection and and the people around you at the end of the universe is just like it really spe- it really gets to me. Yeah, no. <clears throat> that's uh, like your like your thing. That's Yeah. The <coughs> excuse me. That's the plight of Sam Bannigan, if I know anything. Right. Yeah. And there's a whole yeah. video game. No, yeah, that's, there's that's a whole video game sweet. about it. Yeah. It's great. Uh it's it's really powerful. Um and it's really good. And the song the the, the score is just ugh, stunning. Um and it's it's great. It's so good. I can promise uh, you I can it, at least listen to the score. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really nice. Um and the the it's like nihilistic in the best way. Uh and it's just so good. Mm-hmm. It's just good. I'm gonna stop talking about it, because uh, it's so good. Um well then uh, but yours. My number eight is Tick Tick Boom. Welcome back. Hell everyone. yeah. You know, sometimes that happens when I skip ahead in podcasts, and then they're talking about something. I'm like, what are they talking about? Yeah, yeah. Hello. That happens. Um, yeah, Tick, Tick, Boom, like, rocked my socks. I'm shocked. This was a good year. In any other yeah. year, Tick, Tick, Boom is my number one movie of the year. But Oh, yeah. There were seven other things where I was like, but, but. But this thing, yeah. But this thing. I just, Tick, Tick, Boom came to me in a very odd spot. I was doing my first show. I was nervous. I was scared. And then, you know, it's a nice reminder that, hey, like, it's normal to be scared. It's normal to have this. But, like, you could just have a bit brain aneurysm and die right before mm-hmm. thing, right before things pop off. Yeah. Right before. So, like, come on. So, come on. Yeah. Um, I think the music's great. I have this now much deeper appreciation for Jonathan Larson and Tick Tick Boom and Rent. Um, yeah. yeah, I it will be something I revisit for quite ever, forever in my life. Um yeah. and yeah, it was just it just really spoke to me at a time where I needed it. Uh, uh, oh, a 100%. time where I needed that reminder. Say again? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, spoilers for this podcast. It's uh, it's a couple spots higher for me. Of course. Um, but yeah, Tick, Tick, Boom is incredible. Like, it, it, I rewatched it just the other... Like, on, it was the last movie that I watched in 2021. Same. And that's a wild movie to end a year on, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's, yeah. But also it's, at least for me, it's um, cathartic. It's 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 hopeful. Yeah. It's... It is weirdly motivating. Exactly. Weirdly yeah. motivating. Yeah. Capital of weirdly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and Andrew Garfield, I think, what is. A, oh what a God. talent. Oh my god. What a so good. indeed. Well, you're number yeah, seven, I, Sam? 
Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, you have something to add about Tick, Tick, Boom. No, just, just I kind of want to, like, this is the time where we can talk about Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm-hmm. We can just kind of pass over it when it's my time. Um, yeah, Tick, Tick, Boom is just, is just good. Like, I've always, like, we have a whole episode on it. It hit me right after my 25th birthday. Yes. Uh, so it was just kind of like, oh, God, like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but I still listen to those songs, like, 3090, Therapy, this is the life uh fucking louder than words like all yeah. of it is so good johnny can't decide johnny can't decide it's uh yeah uh it's great and uh, i love it and andrew garfield is incredible and is this the only overlap on the top 10 yeah actually it is dang because you didn't put all of the good movies from this year on your list for some reason. Same, I don't know why. Same That's here. Crazy. I wonder why. What happened? That's so what crazy. Ha- what, what happened, happened to you, Sam? What happened to you? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was your number eight. Uh, do you want to talk about your number seven? My number seven is Spencer. Spencer. The Princess yeah. Diana film that came out earlier this year. I was expecting, I was like, I hear Kristen Stewart's great. She's going to get nominated. Let me just get, if I'm going to see this movie, at least let me see it in theaters because it's pretty. Um, Sure. It is very pretty. Watch it. I might fall asleep. Who cares? I'm not a big period piece fan. Some period pieces grab me, but I'm like, usually I always go in skeptical. And this movie rocked my world. It's a horror film. It's, it's. It is so, I mean, I have, and I feel like most people I know, at least most, have never been the Princess of Wales. Um, however, I, I get, at least to this film version, I don't know real Diana, but this film version, hey, Diana, I get it. I get it. Sure. Life, be, life be tough sometimes. People yeah. really try to put you down. Yeah. Like... It is such a, I think, relatable way to tell someone's, not story, their feelings, their frustrations. And it's, it's to me, it's such a beautiful film visually. And Kristen Stewart is incredible. Remember Twilight? God, mm-hmm. I remember Twilight. And heard Robert Pattinson. Sorry, Taylor Lautner, but... Yeah, sorry, bud. But her and Robert Pattinson have really stepped up the game. And I hope for their peers, I hope they see that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just watched... I watched Spencer yesterday mm-hmm. uh, to prep for this. And I, I, I agree, it was a very beautiful film. Uh, I loved Kristen Stewart. Uh, my thing was, like, I didn't... Hang on, these I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything about the royal family or Princess Diana or who anybody was or what their relationships were or what, you know, historically was going on at this time. What, like, I read in the summary that this was the weekend that she decided to, like, divorce Prince Charles, I think. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that that was happening in the movie. Like, I was just like, what's going on? Like, she's very upset. And I, and like, the story is, is doing a very good job at telling me all of that stuff and telling me her feelings. But I felt like I was kind of lost. 
which is why it didn't end up on my list anywhere because i thought it was great it was really well done um it has a better stare dancing scene than joker so um, so that has to count for something that counts for something because it's really good like this movie was incredibly well done mm-hmm. uh pablo lorraine was was a fucking like incredible director yeah uh kristen stewart's performance was was so good they did do sally field a little dirty or or sally hawkins yes sally, sally hawkins yes sally they hawkins. did do sally hawkins a little dirty i will agree just with, a little with you bit. there just a little bit dirty um but all the performances were great i thought i thought the 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 scene with uh kristen stewart and uh her two kids um when they were playing that like martial soldier game the like yes. truth game was like I was like, oh, this is the movie. That was when I like got what the movie was doing, yeah. was that scene. I was like really confused beforehand. And then I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a movie that just stuck stuck with me. That's I fair, man. I get it. October and just, it's a movie that plays in my head every single day since I've seen it. Yeah. Like I'm, pretty I'm, much everything great. on this list. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. And you on number uh, seven, Sam? My number seven is another weird one. Uh, it is uh, the dropout, the college humor dropout original show, Dimension Twenty. Yeah. Slash playing Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. Oh, oh. Yeah. That includes me. <laughs> That's you. Oh, he didn't uh, tell me that part. He just told me Dimension Twenty. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, tabletop role-playing games are my favorite thing uh board games and tabletop games in general are just my favorite hobby i love it so much i now own like 35 different board games um and just being able to like sit down with your friends whether it's on online like we do or in person like i do on mondays it's just the best it's just the best we get to sit down and just like the rest of the world doesn't really matter for a couple hours. You can just sit and like play this weird game where you're a lizard cleric and Justin is a cat rogue and Aaron's a turtle wizard. And it's just like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Like, why not? Can, um, can I tell you something, you- Sam? Please. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. And actually no, finish no, no, your no. point. I would love for you to no, 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 no. Interrupt. So, um, I had to go back to my old apartment uh, a few months ago. I've been very busy. I need to yeah. pick up something. Okay. And, uh, ah, you're going to hear things drop. <laughs> You'll never guess what someone gave me. Hey! It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> you Holy can cut shit! This where part out? But I just no. You said it, and what? I was like, "Yeah, I went where back was like it? Two what happened?" Ago. So it was like, "Oh, here's a package." And I was like, "What is this?" And I opened it, and I was like, "Oh, yes, 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 yes." That's amazing. Oh man. Uh, Andrew, I, I got Andrew a Christmas gift last year. And I got uh, it, and we thought it was October? stolen. Yeah, 
uh, and he, I guess, still has it. That's fucking great. I actually, I own that game now. It's so much fun. I think you'll, I think you'll have a good time. I, I just need to make friends first. <laughs> you can play. You have Justin the P. Play Justin yeah. the P. Actually, yeah, two to four. Actually, perfect. Yeah, it's really fun with with two people. It's really fun with four people. It's really fun with three people. Like, it's just good. It's just really fun. Yeah, I just you you said that. I was like, oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, playing playing D anD D is just I love it so much. Uh, our our group right now is. We're playing through Descent into Avernus, so you guys are in hell, uh, and just like doing some Mad Max bullshit, and it's great. Uh, and uh, but specifically, I, I discovered this show called Dimension Twenty uh, this year, um, which is a, a, a actual play show by College Humor. Uh, they have like a core cast with like a regular DM and, and uh, six players. Uh, but they do side quests where they do that, where they, with those seven people, they do like full seasons of usually about 18 episodes. Um, and then they do side quests, which are shorter episode, uh, shorter, shorter seasons with like guest cast members. So the McRoy, the McRoy family was on for uh, a side quest called tiny heist, which is mm. fucking phenomenal. Um, I think one of the clips I sent you was from that of Rick Diggins, man about town. Yes. Um, yeah, Justin McRoy plays a clicko man named Rick Diggins, uh, who changes what he looks like because he's a clicko man, a Lego man. Um, and so he can be Rick Diggins, man about town in a tuxedo. He can be officer Rick Diggins, a police officer. He can be Lieutenant Rick Diggins, an astronaut. Uh, he can be, um, the supreme rick diggins the supreme man mm-hmm. uh and he can be diggensaurus rick uh <laughs> and it's just goofy and fun uh and but like i it, it was star. <laughs> sorry and i said you don't like barb and star yeah i don't like barb and star um humor's weird that's the humor's that's been weird. andrew thomas's question this whole year humor's weird yeah. huh humor's weird huh um but just like the 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 level of storytelling that you can get in in playing with your friends or watching this show, like in these improvisational moments of like, I don't know what this dice roll is going to be, and like some of the most hype, like nat twenties, um, and the most crippling nat ones, uh, and all the all the storytelling stuff that happens in this uh, in this show is incredible especially a season called a crown of candy uh which is they do like game of thrones but all the people are food yeah um and it's like astoundingly good it's so good uh and, and emotional it's funny. and from what and i've it's seen funny it's, it's like quite it's funny. So, it's Call so humor, funny right? yeah it's so funny brennan lee mulligan is like uh, top tier dm uh, uh, and the, it's just so good. Everyone should watch, check it out. The, uh, the first season is free on YouTube. It's called Fantasy High, mm-hmm. uh, where they are in like a 1950s style town in like a fantasy world, uh, and they're going to the Eggford Adventuring Academy to to. They're kind of doing like John Hughesy, um, fantasy high school stuff. That's fun. 
it's great. It's so much fun. Uh, and that's their first season. And I think it's really good. And then the rest of the seasons just kind of get better. There's a season, um, one of their series is the unsleeping city where they're doing like a modern day fantasy, New York, uh, which is great. So much fun. Um, crown of candy is, is I think their best season. Um, but I, I'm so excited. They're finally, finally, in like a couple weeks, starting up uh, another regular season. They've been doing just like shorter side quests for the past like year. Mm-hmm. They're finally starting a new season. It's a sci-fi world, and I'm just, I'm so excited. Ooh. It's gonna be great. Oh, yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, that was that. Do you want to talk about? Music. Yeah, I'd love to talk about music. Hell yeah. Our favorite scores. Do you have any honorable mentions for scores? I don't. I do not have an honorable mention for scores. Do you have honorable mentions for any of these smaller categories? Uh, Director and actor. Okay. Okay. Cool. And that is it. (laughs) I have have, uh, three for score. All right. I'd love to hear Um, them. It's the score to the video game Control. Um, is just like fun and creepy and, and good. And then there's this one like 10 minute long metal song in the middle of it. And it's sick as fuck. Uh, the score to the video game Inscription, uh, which is also very creepy, but in a very like specific way. Inscription's incredible. Uh, and then Hans Zimmer's score for Dune, because holy shit. Yeah. It's so good. It could be my number three. My number three and, and Dune could switch out, kind of depending that. on the day. Um, what's your What's your number three? Mine is Joshua Bish Bishar Bishar for Malignant. Ah, I'm a big a fan of that Malignant score. It's uh, a good one. Using the Pixies song uh, "Where Is My Mind" was a choice. And yeah. also, it very, just fits well with that tone. It's spooky and also silly, which... Yeah. It reminded me a lot of um, uh, that the Us score. Yes, I totally yeah. hear that. In that very, like, I'm going to use this popular song, but make it weird and creepy. And like, yeah. yeah. No, it was, yeah. it was really good. That's a great pull, Sam. That exactly, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> got you. I got you, bro. Um, yeah, no, big fan of it. What is your number three? My number three is uh, Daniel Hart's score for The Green Knight. Ooh, baby. Uh, which is just so good. It's so good. It's so good. I don't know. Good. I. Score is weird. I, I never really know what to say. It's really mm-hmm. good. Go listen to it. <laughs> I have a film score playlist, and whenever something from The Green Knight pops up, I'm always like, ooh, what is this? Green Knight, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it's great. And the vocalizations and the instruments and like the like classic-sounding like mm-hmm. medieval bullshit is great. It's good. Uh, what's your number two? Number two is something you mentioned, Hans Zimmer's Dune. Yeah, it's a great score. It's a it's a great score. In this late of a game to have something so different and so memorable. That's yeah. Hans Zimmer's on his John Williams on his John Williams stuff. He's he's killing yeah. it. I yeah. His really Dune score it. is. I listen to that Dune score a lot. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's like oh, 
And it's so well done. And like the, the like motifs that he puts in there that just like come back at just the right moments. Like, yes. oh, so good. Dune is so good. I love Dune. Uh, my number two uh, is Andrew Prollo's score for the outer wilds video. Oh, game. Yes. Uh, sweet. And it's, it's the, the main theme I think is called travelers. Um, and it's very, it's like this looping theme because like you can kind of listen to it whenever. Um, and it starts off and it seems very like happy and just like, Oh yeah, this is nice. But it does this. I don't know how it does. This music is weird. But as it like loops and as it keeps going, it starts to become very like melancholic mm-hmm. and kind of like lonely. Yes. As you're listening to the same thing, like the same, like, I don't know, 1632 bars or whatever the fuck. And it's just looping. But you just kind of go like, oh, this is such a nice, like, oh, yeah, this does. I do feel like I'm just traveling the solar system. And then it's like, oh, I'm so lonely. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like the best pieces of art. Yeah, oh, I'm so. Uh, it's it's great. If if you listen to any song off of off of that score, it's Travelers for sure. Mm. Um, uh, what's your number one? And my number one musical score would be Sparks, Annette. Really? I uh, yes. So now let's start. So may we start? May we start? May we? How oh, may we start? Yes, I love it. It's such, it was my first introduction to Sparks before the documentary, uh, which Mm. also honorable mention, I'll shout that out. Um, It was so inventive and so fun and weird, but like purposefully. Like these are, and I've listened to a few of their songs uh, or a few of their albums, I should say. Um, They can like write music that like could like is normal, right? (laughs) <laughs> they could easily they could. no no yeah. problem but this is such a weird pop opera popra yeah that i just it there's some music in this movie that just is like haunting in the best way sure we love each other so much yeah Big fan of the music in that. Great. Uh, my number one, uh, surprising absolutely zero people, is Bo Burnham's Inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, look, I don't know what to say, man. It gets, it's Bo Burnham. <laughs> what, what do you, what want, do you want from me? me? What do you want from me? I'm a nihilistic white boy who grew up listening to Bo Burnham, and then Bo Burnham was like, I'm going to drop a masterpiece and then disappear for five years and then drop another masterpiece. And he got, got it. Now get inside. Uh, so, yeah, it's all, but all of it is so good. The way it like it references itself and like as it goes through and the different emotions that are brought up, and, and he he's really come to, he's really found a good way of, of, doing the comedy song that ends with a very heartwarming, like, no, these are real people. Like this is a real thought about the world. He just does that so beautifully all over inside. Um, it's great. It's just good. I don't know. It is good. It's just good. Uh, would you like to talk about your uh, number top sixth thing of the Speaking year? Speaking of Annette, 
Annette. Annette. <laughs> I love this movie. I thought. Tell me all about. Tell me all about how much you loved Annette. Please. It was. It's like um. It's weird because it's already a modern musical, but it's like a modern um little shop of horrors. It is. Don't feed the plant. It is ego and and ambition can sometimes destroy you and make you an absolute monster and it's such an interesting story to tell and such an interesting way to tell it um adam driver i love andrew garfield andrew garfield might be of the 2010s uh actors to come out andrew garfield's the one that just speak to me i'm sorry my prod is at the cleaners you know yeah yeah yeah. hands down no question adam driver's the best hands down no question adam driver is on a different level um, adam driver's really good just on a different different level than every actor working right now old and new um he is he's just really found his niche and Maria Cotillard and Simon Hegberg, I believe, were also very good. I, yeah. But specifically, Adam Driver carries this film. And it's such a horrible, like, his character, such a horrible performance that he achieved so well. Um, yeah. I loved him that. I know sure. you did not. No, I thought it was I thought it was really bad. I really liked the first like 10, 15 minutes or so, like the the so now let's start uh and his like weird comedy act. Yeah. I thought that was like really good. Uh and then it was all kind of garbage and then there was the scene in the uh jail cell with his daughter mm-hmm. at the end. Uh and I was like, "Oh, this is really good." But everything else, I kind of, I was, I really did, I hated. I thought it was really bad. I didn't like the song. I don't, I'm not a fan of this like operatic storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's not something that like speaks to me. Not, not in the sense of like sung through. In the sense of like that is the scale at which they are operating is the level of opera. Yes. I just think it's kind of overly dramatic for no reason, and it doesn't really get across the. I think it makes everything too simple. Hmm. Um, I it, understand that criticism. I get. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think Annette does this, but I think opera writ large also kind of just makes things really simple. And I'm just like, I don't need you don't. Quickly, there's nuance to this. There's like so many different little things. Then what does Rent do? Rent, I think, is is very nuanced, and and because there are so many different, um, there's the historical context of of the AIDS epidemic and, and just gay rights in general. And like, and, and the, you know, all the different layers of, of growing up and, and wanting to be a successful artist and not, and, but being like, I don't want to sell out and, and you know, all the different mm-hmm. there. I think rent, it moves past the like simplicity of Labo M mm-hmm. that it's based on. Yes. I think it kind of adds on so many different things. Hmm. Uh, to be what it is and i don't think everything in rent is perfect that that song about sex at like the top of act two i think is bad i don't think i don't think that needs to be in the show at all uh 
you know, there's some weird, why, like all the voicemail stuff with the parents, I think can yeah. be, depending on how it's done, I think it works or doesn't, but you know, I don't think that whole thing is perfect, but also it's perfect. So, you well, know, it's also, it's perfect. Don't choice my words. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. What is but your... I, 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 for Annette, I can totally see why Annette speaks to you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got it. I, but it's just not for me. It was yeah. one of those. Uh, my number six, we already talked about, uh, so we're just going to move right past it, but it's Tick, Tick, Boom. Tick, Tick, Boom's great. Action speak louder than... It's so good. It's so good. I don't know. It's great. So we're in the fives? I, I wish... I. The one, the one criticism I have about Tick Tick Boom is that green screen looks so bad. Yeah. It looks so bad. Yeah, that Sunday work. sequence is ugly. You gotta work a lot of people's schedules. Gotta green yeah. screen people randomly. Yeah, I and was COVID like, it looks cheesy, and... Sam. No, no, I know that, but the green screen. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think of that. That's one of my favorite moments from the podcast. It's supposed (laughs) to look cheesy. Oh, I know. Yeah, you're right, Sam. It does look pretty bad. It does look pretty bad. Uh, Yeah, top five. What's your your number five? Yeah. Number five is uh, a movie, unfortunately, you didn't get around to see. Like most people. Um, COVID, bro, COVID sucks. I can't can't be going to see movies. There's no movie theaters anywhere near me. Stay safe. That's... if I could have seen this movie, I would have opening goddamn day. I but completely there's not a movie understand. theater that I can get to easily. I completely understand. But yeah, stay safe, people. Um, number five is Nightmare Alley. Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. <clears throat> it's so great. Bad. I had an accidental double feature um, of the original film and this film. Um, this is a remake? It is a remake of a 1941 movie. And it's also based yeah. on a book. It's, um, and that book know. is in my Audible queue. Um, I might be a <laughs> Nightmare Alley guy. It is such a great tale and fable. Um, Guillermo del Toro shows that he is one of the best directors working today. Yes. Like, hands down. Um, mm-hmm. It's truly like, what do you do when you take away all your tricks? And that's this movie with Guillermo del Toro. Um, oh, I love that. Oh, man. You're just making me more excited for this fucking movie, yeah. dude. And I like, want to see it so bad. There are issues. It, there's a soggy middle. And a lot of the times, a soggy middle can ruin a movie for me. But yeah. the beginning and ooh-wee, especially the end. Um, imagine, like, Malignant, but, like, on the inside. <laughs> like, but in your heart. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Sick. Um, yeah, Bradley Cooper's great. Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara, Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe, um, Tony Collette. Incredible performances, incredible direction, incredible movie. Min- Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to see that movie so bad. I'm so sad. I'm sorry I couldn't get to see nah, it. That happens. We did Spider-Man instead. I don't know. Like It was like, I can go see one movie this week, and then it was like, we're going to do Spider-Man. Instead of Nightmare Alley, and then yeah. it's like, well, hope hope I can see it, and I couldn't. 
Uh, my number five, my top five thing. This could this was the thing that I think could have switched with Outer Wilds, um, but I stand by it. Uh, is a video game called Control uh, that was released. Uh, they did a PS5 upgrade uh, in January of this year mm-hmm. uh, that I got and played, and I was really excited for this movie, this this game when it first came out. But it it uh, is very. Uh, intense graphic wise graphically um, and it was people were there were a lot of reports that uh, running this game on a year one P- PlayStation 4 uh, would just brick your PlayStation 4 it would just completely break it because it was oh, so okay. intense uh, and so I couldn't play it because that I had a year one PS4 and it was yeah. just like alright I guess I'll, I'll wait for something that's crazy that a game can do that when you see control you get it um it's mm -hmm. stunning it is a gorgeous game to look at um and to see in motion and especially the ps5 upgrade they got ray tracing and all particle effects and like all this different stuff like a stunning game with incredible art direction very mc escher uh esque like dr strange magic style of like but in a video game where you can freely move around and like walk around and and fly it's so good controls great um yeah this game is just it's really fun it's really weird the story of of this like supernatural agent government agency um that is kind of doesn't know what the fuck it's doing uh with these like objects of power um and the weird like uh just sci-fi eldritch horror level stuff that happens in this game is is great at one point you like come across this guy uh who's like screaming for help and you like walk up to him and and he's like sitting in this like tiny he's sitting in this like box with like a uh like safety glass mm-hmm um, and he's sitting in like a little folding chair and he's staring at a fridge and you're like, Hey, what's going on? And he's just like, Oh, thank God. Someone's here. Someone has to be looking at this fridge at all times or, or else it does, it, it does stuff. And it's like, what? And he's like, I've been here for like 30 hours. Can you get someone? I, I need to blink. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll try and find someone. And then you like have to run around and like when you meet this other character, you can be like, hey, I met this guy. He like um, is staring at a fridge. I don't know what's going on. And he's just like, oh God, we forgot about him. Okay, we'll be right there. We'll get right on it. And it's like, okay, what's okay? All right. And then when you come, when you go back, uh, the fridge is still there, and the room is covered in blood. Gross. And if. If you look away from the fridge, it disappears. Gross. Uh, and yeah, that is like all all this game is is just you get like superpowers kind of. It's this very strange little story about supernatural sci-fi kind of stuff in like a government agency. Uh, and it's really good. It's really good. The video I watched, they were talking about how each player, it's something, it's, you leave like a different impact. When you shoot a wall, you might be potentially the only person to shoot that wall. How does that, like, 
as a video gamer, how does that like feel? Like, do you feel like playing it? What's the how? How does that make a difference between that and another game the, of this I mean, sort? The yeah, the the thing I think that they're trying to get at there is is that the um the the level of like intense graphics um work that has gone into this game is is that like yeah you can like if you pick like you get like telekinetic powers at some point hi Ebenezer meow come here um if you pick up like a desk and it has a bunch of papers on it all of those papers are like tracked and rendered in real time to like fly off of the desk Mm. uh and that goes for all of the walls if you shoot a wall um that concrete is rendered in real time uh, and is reactive to the angle that you shot at the wall. Uh, you can also eventually start pulling concrete off of walls with your telekinetic powers. Um, so it's like, then it's based on the angle that you're doing that at and how close you are and how big the pieces are. Um, and it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of wild just knowing how, how responsive the game is um, that like, there are some sequences when you're like fighting like huge groups of enemies and you're kind of like, Oh, you jump off like a staircase and you start flying and you like pull concrete off of the wall and throw it at like one of the enemies that then that enemy is like one of the types that like explode. So then they explode and hit a bunch of people around. And then you're like shooting like your little gun at someone who's like trying to um, like shoot you. And then you like have to land cause you're out, of, you're out of flying juice. And then you have to like, put up a shield to block a bunch of like bullets that are coming at you. Like you're Neo in the matrix. Uh, and then you can like hide behind like a little wall to like get, get some health back and then you grab more concrete and throw it at someone. Then you grab like a chair from a cafeteria and throw that mm-hmm. at somebody else. And then you yeah. have to jump and like fly over and like land and like punch someone. It's so good. Dang. video games. It feels like the best superhero game ever. Like it's That's so good. bad. Yeah. Get out of here, Spider-Man and Batman. Yeah, it's it's fucking great. Uh, everyone should play Control. It also just like tells a very nice story about like family and and uh, looking for your brother and and um, all this like different stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff. It's just visually so gorgeous and so much fun to play. There's this sequence called the Ashtray Maze that is one of the best sequences I've played in like any video game. Um, there's this weird like hotel looking place in the, in the building that you're in mm-hmm. and you figure out how to get through it at some point. Um, Cause it keeps like closing off and like moving. Uh, so you can't, you always end up uh, back at the entrance. Yes. Um, but you eventually figure out like, Oh, this is how you can get through it. You need this like key or whatever. Um, and so as you're running through it, like a wall will like in that, like MC Escher, Dr. Strange, like how they visualize the magic of Dr. Strange it like this wall like closes in front of you and another one opens and you're like, okay, I got to run through here. And then like the, it starts like shifting. So now I'm on the wall and the floor is like the wall. Cool. And so now I'm like fighting people there and then you have to like jump and like, as the wall like closes behind you, you're now on the ceiling of a different room. And it's just like, what is going on? Cool. It's really cool. Um, dang, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah uh great let's uh let's move on to screenplay slash story yes uh you said you don't have any honorable mentions not here not for screenplay uh mine are uh control uh the dimension 20 season a crown of candy 
the Green Knight and uh, the Matrix Resurrections. Ooh. Uh, my number three. Mm-hmm. Number three. Uh, is is the the screenplay, but also just the book, uh, Dune. You had a big Dune year. I had a big Dune year. I fucking love Dune. Uh, holy shit. It's probably my favorite book now. Like, the more I think about it, the more I love that fucking book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just good. It's just really good. It's great. And and I thought the adaptation um, for the film was fucking... It kicks so much ass. It's yes. so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could I could ramble about Dune all day. It's a good, it's a uh, good book. It's a great book. Uh, what's your number three? My number three is David Laurie's The Green Knight. It's really good. It's a powerful story. And being yeah. a fan of his, seeing most, if not all, I'm pretty sure everything, um, it is such, like, the natural step, right? It's it's seeing someone yeah. you love level up. That was a yeah. lot of this year for me, with, like, bringing up Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver, David Laurie, um, yeah. and other just artist Bo Burnham just Bo Burnham them, Denny Villeneuve like yeah like cash the check of of their success in doing fun and interesting things um mm-hmm. yeah no and David Laurie's The Green Knight was so well written and so such a well plotted film that yes, you know it's I'm not incredible. his dad but like I'm proud of him That's, <laughs> I'm just so I mean, proud of him He's your he's your your hometown boy. He's my hometown boy. Yeah. He's from the crooked uh, eye, baby. Yeah. Uh, my number two. I already talked at length about the story of it, uh, but it's Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds. Good script. Yeah. Or- just just the the way it tells its story through how you're playing that game and and the ending that I rambled about earlier. Um, just. Oh, oh, holy shit. And like, you would say it fits well for a video game. It's a good story and a well-told story by the way you play video games. Yes, it is. It is a story that only works like it, it, it more than more than any other video game I've played other than the one other, my top story of the year, Uh uh, uses the medium of a video game to tell a story that could only ever be told as a video game. Yeah. And that is something that like, I'm so happy to be seeing in video games. Like a lot of stories, like I love Spider-Man, the Spider-Man PS4 game. I love God of War. I love Uncharted. I love the last of us. These are still, these are still stories that could be told other ways, but Outer Wilds cannot be told as just a book. It's not a, a book. Show. It's not a TV show. Yeah. It is a video game. And that's fucking incredible. That's amazing. Do you yeah. know the people who wrote it? Uh, it was just the all of the, the, the list of people who work at that company is, is very long. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. It's those, it's those people. <laughs> I get you video games, a, right? <laughs> yeah. That's video games. Uh, I think there is like probably a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the sister of, of the the lead designer, um, but I, I just don't have their names on hand. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. For my number two, it number two. is Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza. 
the other movie that I didn't get to go see. Yeah, she did have a chance to see, but it's cool. It is waiting for you whenever you, whenever you can. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think this script is like shockingly good. Um, it it really just gets at its thesis so well. I'm trying this one. I'm just trying not to to spoil, and we will talk about yeah. it later on my list. But um, I will say this. We were doing our Quentin Tarantino watch, and I loved it. I loved pretty much all his movies. And I was trying to think of his uh, his peers, you know, his um, – what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, contemporaries. Contemporaries, thank you. And I was oh, like – did Phantom Thread. Yes, he did. Um, I didn't like Phantom Thread. <laughs> yeah, you were not a fan. Um, I, and I was remember like, liking The Master. The Master's great. And – I was like, well, there's Wes Anderson, and for me, I think Quentin Tarantino is better. I was like, there's Sofia Coppola, there's there's uh, you know the Wachowskis, there's I was just trying to think of people, and then I was with Justin. Justin was like, well, what about Paul Thomas Anderson? I was like, oh, no offense to all of those other filmmakers, Paul <laughs> Thomas Anderson's on a different level. Like he's <laughs> on a different level than. All sure. of them. Um, none of them have made There Will Be Blood. Um, no, crazy person. No, people just buzz in and like to steal packages. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson's script I thought was beautiful and gorgeous. And yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, I'm really excited to see it. I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had seen it before this podcast. Yeah, but life, Corona specifically. <laughs> Coronavirus. Um, yeah, my number one uh, story uh, is the video game Inscription. I don't want to talk about it here because it's on my top 10 and I'm going to talk about it then. But it it does the, the thing that I was talking about with Outer Wilds where this is a game that could only be told. This is a story that could only be told through a video game. This does that, but times a million. Oh my like it's, god. <laughs> it's wild. It's so wild. The description's a, incredible. There's a part of me that felt bad. I was like, oh, I didn't look into this. Oh, man. But then I remembered on your email, you were like, um, I'm just going to have to explain this one. I just have to explain inscription. <laughs> I just have to explain inscription. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's great. My number one is... Jan Z- Jansica Bravo and Jeremy O'Harris Zola. Great. Fantastic. Zola, yeah, such a fun, smart, smart, smart screenplay. Um, yeah. a very well story. Look, 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 Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> it's such a fun movie and so, so well fun. plotted and so well paced. And that script is just quite literally fire on paper. Um, yeah, that that is the probably the uh, we have Andrew. We haven't said this in a while, but that script is tight. It's tight. It's tight. It's baby. tight. It's tight. There's a lot of loosey goosey yeah. stuff this year, and I was cool yeah. with it. But this Zola, but this it was tight. It's, it's tight. It's tight. It's really good. Uh, yeah. Uh, man, what a year. What a year. Uh, what's your top fourth thing of the year? Malignant. 
James Wan's Malignant. Um, we did like a mini episode. On yeah, this. yeah, we did. <laughs> um, I love this movie. I had a lot of fun. It's what I want to see. It's like what Andrew wants to see. It's Scoob- sure. it's a rated R Scooby Doo. It's yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun and so interesting, especially the first time you watch it. And then the second time it's just mayhem. You have so many questions and you don't care about any of their answers, at least for me. Um, (laughs) It's a great creature feature in a lot of weird ways. Highly suggest malignant. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like malignant for, for a myriad of different reasons. Um, but it is, I want more movies like Malignant to exist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I respect James Wan and what he did with this film, despite it really not working for me. Um, but, hey, uh, I also respect High Life, and I hate High Life. Yeah. I respect Silence. Silence is like one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. I don't like it, but it's really good. <laughs> yeah. You uh, know? Sometimes, sometimes good art you don't like sometimes good art you don't like very true yeah you can recognize like, it you can see it yeah and it happens it happens what is your number four sam my number four is david lowry's the green knight oh uh we have a whole episode on this it's uh fucking incredible it made me cry uh we've talked about it a lot so far like it's all over these lists for a reason this movie is incredible. It's wonderfully done. Again, very much like Malignant. This is the sort of thing that I want movies to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's great. Especially, I was kind of worried about it after watching when we did Ghost Story. I was kind of like, I was really looking forward to Green Knight. I don't know if I'm going to I don't know like if I'm going to like it after this. I hated Ghost Story. Um, but, uh, yeah, The Green Knight is just fucking phen- phenomenal. Um, I, I, yeah, everyone should watch that. Everyone should see it. Um, my number three, number three, West Side Story. Um, it's funny. I've seen this movie four times now. Seen movies with family members and friends. They all, people would see West Side Story and I was like, I'll go. And I was annoyed. I was like, oh, am I really going to have to... I've seen this... It's not just I've seen this movie three times, two other times. I've seen... I know the story like the back of my hand. Oh, yeah. no. It's a story. Every single time I was sucked into it. Every single time I was wrapped into it. Um, Steven Spielberg, great, great go. I love the way this movie looks. I love the adaptation I think uh, Tony Kushner did a really good job making it a more modern take and still being respectful to the original. Um, yeah, I loved West Side Story. Now, I'm going to move on. I know you disagree. I hate West Side Story. Uh, My number three thing of the year is, again, the book and the movie Dune. it's so good all the performances are great like the most stacked cast that i saw this year in one movie um everybody's wonderfully cast 
uh, and perfectly cast. Like it's so good. It feels great. Like I was kind of worried. Cause like when, when I first saw it, we saw it like in uh, like a big D box, like IMAX sort of, sort of uh, theater here in Edmonton. And I was like, kind of worried that like that experience kind of skewed how much I liked this movie, mm-hmm. but I rewatched it the other day and no, that movie exclusively kicks ass. Um, what were you thinking between that time period when you finished the book and, and before you saw the news movie? Uh, that was about 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, so I would, I, I want to know about it even more now. So now, yeah, I, I, I had like a chapter or two left, like the day before, we had tickets to go see it and I like stayed up like reading it. And then I was like, okay, I need to sleep. Cause we're seeing like the noon show tomorrow. And then I woke up and I had my breakfast and I sat down on the couch and I was like reading. Uh, and I like got my jacket on, I got my shoes on. I was just like waiting for my roommates. They like came out, they were getting their shoes on and I was still sitting there reading. And uh, Ben was like, do you think you're going to finish it before we leave? And I, and I, like kind of shifted and I showed him that I was on the last page and I was like, I'm here. And he was like, Oh, okay. And then he was like putting on his shoes. Aaron was putting on his shoes. And right as they finished, I read the last sentence of Dune and I went and done. Okay. I did it. I finished the book before we saw the movie. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, And Dune kicks ass. I love Dune. Dune is incredible. I'm, I got a, a box set of the first three books for Christmas. Oh, I'm very amazing. excited to read them. It's going to be great. It's going to be so good. Yeah, I love Dune. The Frank Herbert's writing is is like kind of insane. Like it's so it's so good. It's so, it, 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 there's so much world building going on. There's so many like high level political concepts in this book, but it feels very approachable. Like mm. at, like it ta- I think it takes a little bit to get into it, but once you're in it, it's like it's kind of all consuming. Like it's just like this is the only thing you can think about. Yeah. What what's going on? What's the plan? Yeah. What, what are they gonna do? Uh, and I think the movie does that really well, but the book does it like, whew, so well. Mm, that's amazing. Uh, ba ba ba. Do you want to do performances? I'd love to talk about performances, which I have honorable mentions for. Uh, fantastic. What are your honorable mentions? Um, it would be Andrew Garfield and Tick Tick Boom. Loved him. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Groff in The Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, Jonathan Groff is great. Um, Thomason McKenzie in Last Night Last in Night Soho. And uh, uh, Alana, Alana, Alana Helm and Cooper Hoffman tied in Licorice Pizza. Both of them sure. together. Mm. To all those performances. Yeah. My, uh, my honorable mentions are also Andrew Garfield in Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, uh... You just said them. The one right before Licorice Pizza. Goroff? Thompson McKenzie? No, right before that, sorry. Jonathan Groff? Jonathan Groff. Yeah. Jonathan Groff in, in Matrix. Uh, my brain stopped working. Andrew Garfield, Jonathan Groff, uh, and Andre Brower in the final season of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Also mm. did a fantastic job. That's that's cool. Yeah. Uh do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, how about you go first? Time. Okay. Uh, my number three, I couldn't decide. Uh, So it's a, it's a one, two, three, 
for five-way tie uh, between Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal, Alicia Vikander in Green Knight, Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman, Jung Ho Yun in Squid Game, and Haley Steinfeld in Arcane. Wow. A lot of different performances. A lot of... <laughs> They're all fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alicia Vikander, I saw. She was really good. Um, yeah. I think, is that it? Is that the only one I saw? You've oh, seen Promising Car- Young Woman. Carrie Mulligan and Riz Ahmed. Also Riz Ahmed in, in Sound of Metal? Fucking insane. Insanely yeah. good. Insane. Uh, but I honestly... All of these are so good. Haley Steinfeld does an incredible job in Arcane. If you haven't watched Arcane, everyone should watch Arcane. It's great. So many people are telling me to watch it. It's really good, Andrew. It's stut. It's one gorgeous, two really good. Like it's great. What else? I think you would like it. Yeah. Mm. And you would at least like the way it looks. Mm. It's very Spider Verse. Ooh. And it's like art style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your number three? Joel Kinnaman, The Suicide Squad. Okay. I was really impressed by this performance. I just, I was like, he is just a nothing actor. I've seen him before. I remember RoboCop. I remember 2016 Suicide Squad. I was like, what a nothing actor. (laughs) What a nothing, nothing actor. And all of a sudden, James Gunn came in and said, I got you, Joel. And I fell in love with him. I thought he was such a great leader in that film. He had so yeah. much fun. He was charismatic. Yeah. Standing next to Idris Elba and Margot Robbie, he was so charismatic and just brought yeah. this new level. I just like, again, seeing people level up. I hope I hope this is a, a big blip in his career. I hope to see yeah. more of him. I really, really enjoyed everything I saw of him in The Suicide Squad. That's very fair. Um, Great. Uh, My number two, uh, another appearance of this fantastic film all over our lists, uh, is Dev Patel in The Green Knight. Dev Patel, the cutie. What a a performance. And what a performance. (laughs) What a performance. It's so good. I think he does just a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, just, just... Everyone go watch the Green Knight. It gets a lot if you haven't to seen do. it, yeah. If you haven't seen it, it since the summer, you should rewatch it. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. I need to. Yeah, I'm waiting for streaming. Uh, I don't yeah. got that 4K money anymore. Yeah. Uh, what's your What's yours? Uh, Ariana DeBoyce, West Side Story. Oh Our, yeah. uh, the new Anita thought. She brought such she a great. great layer to this character, this already profound character and known and loved yeah. and had so many, so many famous perfor- portrayals. And she just came in and knocked it out the park. Um, yeah, no, she, she, she was, she was close to being on my, on my number three million way time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she was beautiful. And I, again, hope to see more of her and, can't wait to see more of her. Yeah. Uh, my number one, right? Yes. You said your yeah. number two. Yes. 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 Sorry, mm-hmm. my brain is not working. Uh, my number one is a is a tie. 
and I don't normally do ties, you and don't. I feel weird about it. But you'll understand because it's Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, it's a great performance. Is it not two great performances? Like, oh my god, I've I loved these actors beforehand, mm-hmm. and watching them in Judas and the Black Messiah was like. <gasps> Holy shit. Like, just absolutely insane. Oh, also, I totally forgot to, to put them uh, on my honorable mentions, but Stephen Yun in Minari is mm-hmm. also wildly good. It's wildly good. Insanely good. Yeah. All, but I honestly, like, a lot of these performances, like, could can be switched around, like, kind of at any at any moment. Yeah. If you ask me tomorrow, Andrew Garfield might be my favorite performance of the year. Yeah. If you ask me the next day, it might be Stephen Yun. If you ask me the next day, it might be Haley Seinfeld and Arcane. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but for now, this is where it's at. Um, and then my number one is Kristen Stewart, Spencer. It's a really good performance. Great I, I performance. yeah, it's really good. It's really powerful. Um, yeah, what she just does with her eyes, that's enough. Just yeah. her eyes alone. Yeah. Let alone the rest of her body doing all that acting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, beautiful, beautiful performance. If you haven't seen it, check it out for her performance alone. And the and the cinematography yeah. of, of Spencer is also fucking stunning to look at. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Uh, we're in the, we're in the, we're in the top little bit here. Stretch, baby. Uh, uh, number, your number two thing of the whole ding dang year. Number two ding dang would be that last night in Soho. I, I, so I, before you get into it. Of course. uh, I have a quick question. Of course. And maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like at the end of our podcast, you were a lot lower on this movie than you started off. Not, not like to the point where you didn't like it, but I felt like it had sort of fallen back. And then it was your number two thing. It was just kind of surprising that it ended up being so high. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Sometimes I just say things on the podcast. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> sometimes I just say things on the podcast. Um, I could also be misremembering. I don't know. Potentially. But like, it, it went to my number one right after I saw it. That was That's where I'm... Yeah, I adored this movie. And... I think it's great. I think it's amazing. It really touched me. It really, like, again, a lot of the same anxieties and and, and confusion I had were being shown in this movie. So it was Mm -hmm. very personal. But also, I guess I'll, I'll add an extension to this. Also, the projects we've done on this podcast and some of the projects I've done on my own especially this year trying to do a, a new quote unquote new art form for me. It mm-hmm. just was very helpful. And Edgar Wright was someone that like was a nice light. There were so many artists that I kind of went down the rabbit hole on and they looked yeah. me dead in the face and said, what artist do you want to be? And I screamed, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then just seeing Edgar Wright, that was just like a nice, like hand, a nice, like, warm hug in this confusion of watching the Cornetto trilogy and baby driver and and Scott Pilgrim. It was such a like, yes, you get it. You get it, man. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just 
very, very helpful and 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 a gift for me in, in oh, a crazy yeah. year. And seeing no, that, this movie that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the this movie being the ending to that project for now, it was the absolute most I could ask for. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I, I appreciate a lot of what's going on in Last Night in Soho. I've definitely soured on that movie um, a lot. I rewatched it last night for, mm-hmm. for the pod. Yes. Um, and I was kind of just like, yeah, this is not really working for me. Um, I, I, I think a lot of that movie is really good. Mm-hmm. Edgar Wright is a very good director. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy and Thomas and McKenzie are fantastic in it. Um, the dance scenes are are really powerful the the visual style of it is edgar wright and it's really good but i just think it kind of it just it just doesn't work for me it just doesn't work for me yeah and that's okay and that's all right now what is your Uh, number two my number two thing is a video game called inscription uh if you have a, a pc that um can run pretty basic games because my mine doesn't. I don't even have a graphics card, and I could run this game, and it was great. Um, go play, go buy and play Inscription. Um, if you have any interest in good video game storytelling, in deck like rogue builders, or deck like rogue builders, rogue like deck builders, mm. uh, or uh, like escape room puzzles, uh, and please skip the next like five ten minutes of this podcast <laughs> because it's. <laughs> It's very good, and you need to go experience it. So I'm going to start spoiling Inscription. Inscription is a video game. Uh, It starts off, and you hear a voice, and it says, let's see what's on this thing. You go, that's weird. And you get to the start screen, and you can't press... The new game button is missing, so you have to hit continue. Mm -hmm. You hit continue, and then you're in this game, and you're like presented with this like really creepy looking like he has like spiraling eyes and he's and he's kind of in darkness you can only really see his hands mm-hmm. uh and he teaches you how to play this little game called inscription uh and it's like a roguelike deck building game uh do you need me to explain what roguelike means yes please <laughs> okay roguelike is a, a style of game that's become very popular i talked about it when uh last year when we talked about hades hades okay. is also roguelike yes 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 uh, you're always looping and doing the same sorts of things, but mm-hmm. it's always changing. Uh, and then deck building is just you are slowly gathering cards to build a deck of cards to play a card game. Um, and it's this like really simple, really well-designed card game that you're playing. And it's really creepy. The aesthetics of it are like you're in this like weird log cabin um, and your health are measured in like teeth that are like on a scale um and you can uh, you can get items that like one of them is is pliers and you pull out one of your own teeth to like put on the scale so that you can like do an additional damage it's really the aesthetics of it are gorgeous and it's this really great little card game you're going along you're playing it you're learning the ins and outs and then you kind of you start solving puzzles around the room you learn that you can stand up from the table and look around and then you find this card that's like talking to you and it's like, hey, I have a plan to get us out of here. It's like, that's weird. Um, and they find another one. They're like, oh, this guy again. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, they know each other. And it's like, okay, this is strange. You're playing this game 
and you slowly figure out that you can like break this game. You can, you can kind of, this game is not balanced uh, to be fair. You can break it and kind of like just win every fight. Oh, really easily. So obviously you Um, do that. So you do that and you, and you win and you have to fight the moon at the end. It's very cool. It's very, very fun. Uh, and then uh, this this guy that you're you're talking to um, like takes your picture and you get like a card with your name on it mm-hmm. and you can like give it stats and stuff. It's really cool. Uh, and then you start again. You just kind of do that. You eventually figure out like, oh, there's like you can take the camera from him before he takes your picture at the end of the game and put a and if you have a battery or or a, you find a, a roll of film and you can put the roll of film in uh, and take a picture of him. And then he becomes a card and he's gone. And then you're in this room and there's this flashing, glowing, bright light that is the new game button from the start screen that you, that was missing mm-hmm. before. That's cool. Okay. And you, and you grab it and then it flashes and then you're in a dark room and then you have to quit out of the game and go back to the main menu but when you quit out, suddenly you're in like an old like camcorder video interface. And there's video clips. And they're all dated with like days leading up to the release of the video game inscription. And you click on one and you watch this little video. And it's this guy. He's like his YouTuber named and he calls himself the Lucky Carter. And this and is like opening computer of- graphics. This isn't real life. No, no, no. no. Oh, it's real this life. is now. This is now like a like an actual video of a real human being. Uh, and he's like opening cards, uh, like a pack of cards. And it's like, okay, that's weird. And then he like, you watch the next clip and it's like him. He's found packs of uh, old school packs of inscription cards for the game that you're playing. Yes. And he opens it and he names a bunch of cards that you like have never heard of. Like you've seen a lot of cards at this point. Of course. And he names some that you've never heard of. And it's like, okay, that's weird. And then he's like, oh, I think these have been like, like tampered with. Um, Cause it's like, it doesn't have as many cards as it should in this pack. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Well, I'll open the next one. He opens the next one and there's a note with coordinates, like longitude and latitude coordinates on it. Then the next video is corrupted and you can't, and it's just like this weird staticky image. And then the next video is him in the woods and he has like a little thing and he's trying to find the coordinates he finds the coordinates and he digs up a little a little thing and it's a like floppy disk and it says inscription on it and he's like this is fucking weird what the fuck is going on he takes it home puts it in and he's now playing a video game of inscription which was never released and he's like this is super weird i don't know what's going on and then you get back to the start screen and you can hit new game. And now, instead of playing that, that card game that you were playing before in the in that graphic style, suddenly it looks like you're playing like an old school Pokemon game. Uh, like that, like pixel graphics, yeah, yeah, like yeah. top down pixel graphics. And there's like this weird backstory of like these four legends of cards and like one of like there's this prophecy that like one of them will take over the world and all this stuff and you have to stop it from happening and then you pick a one of these four decks of cards you've never you only know one of them you know the beast one 
you learn that the guy that you were just fighting in the first act of the game is named Leshy. Um, and you can pick Leshy or the, I can't remember all the names, but it's like beasts and necromancy and magic and technology. Um, and so it's like, okay. So you pick one of those and then you have to like play a whole new game where you're now like doing like Pokemon style, like you travel to like these different areas and then you like talk to people and then you have to play a new um, card game with them with new mechanics. Now the mechanics of the game have now changed. Uh, They're similar to what you were just doing, but they are different. Mm -hmm. And then it just, it does that and you have to beat this whole thing and you get more video clips um, and then you go on to like this third act where you're back into sort of what you were doing at the beginning, but it's new and different. It's still a new card game. Um, and then you play through that and, and then you get more video clips and like this guy is like something is going on. Like you find out that the designer of this video game was like killed um, or went missing or something. Um and she's left like clues in the video game that you're playing that was like never released to the public because it was like this like demonic sort of ritual that like could actually bring about like the end of the world was the theory. Um, and there's like this like uh, agent from the game company who like shows up at his house and is like trying to like, intimidate him into like giving her the game that he found and like all this stuff. Um, And it just keeps it unravels and the game gets weirder and you're still able to like learn how to break it um, because it's not well balanced. And at one point, Andrew, it it was like, Oh, Hey, we're going to, we're going to take a look at the files on your computer. And I went, huh? And then it opened the actual, like, documents file on my computer and told me to, like, pick a file to put into the game. And I was like, huh? Okay. And I clicked, like, a random word document, and then it, like, showed up, and then it, like, it did damage to the boss that I was fighting. I was like, this is fucking weird. And then you, like, beat that first round of the boss... And then the second round of the boss goes, hey, I'm going to pick, a, you're going to pick a, a thing and I'm going to make a card out of whatever image that you, that you find. Oh, dang. I was hoping like, the okay. boss would have my voice. You would pick a welcome back file and it would have my voice. No, that would be crazy. Um, <laughs> but I, I picked, I picked the, the, I did actually pick the drawing that, that Randy did of my face mm-hmm. as the image for this card. And it went, okay, cool. If that card dies, I'm going to delete that file. I don't know if I like this game. This is a bit too intense for your boy. And I was like, I okay, I guess I can't let myself die? Oh, God. Um, and it just the meta layers of, of, of commentary on video game development, on card games, and on just, like, YouTube stuff, and... And all of this, all of this stuff adds up to this like insanely good video game. Like the game you're playing is really fun and it keeps changing and becomes like more complicated, but like simple and like very strange. It's so weird. 
this game is kind of a magic trick in the best way. And I just, I still think about this game because it's so good. And the twists and turns of it and the, and the video clips that you're finding get weirder and stranger. And like the story is evolving and the game gets weirder and stranger. And it's just so good. It's just good and fun all the way through. And it's not that long. I beat it in like nine hours. Mm. Um, so a a lot one. of like how how long to beat are, are like usually around 12 to 15. So I was a bit quick just because I know how these games work. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what a, what a video game. The score is great. The story is weird. The writing's fun. Like the, the aesthetics of it all is like, very interesting very creepy so you would very, say it's probably good. the most fun you had with any piece of media. it was yeah yeah i sat on my couch uh we have like a steam link where we can uh stream our our computers to our our big tv in the living room mm-hmm. um and me and aaron like played it together and it was like the most fun i had all that's year. amazing i love that was like sitting on this couch playing this game and just being like confused by like what was going on and like trying to figure out like how do we play the game how do we break the game how do we get through this part what's go what's the story that's happening what's going on like all of these different things add up to this just like insanely good experience mm-hmm. um that i i video games are fucking cool i can only yeah no that's cool that's dope that's like seriously actually dope it's great um yeah uh yeah i i I could yell about inscription all day uh let's do our directors before our number one of course um for me i have some honorable mentions and it would be denny villeneuve for yeah uh dune bo burnham's inside and edgar wright's last night in soho I have, uh, for honorable mentions, I have Kerry Joji Fukunaga for No Time to Die and Lana Wachowski for The Matrix 4. Matrix Resurrections. You know how The Matrix (laughs) things go. You know Um, how The Matrix goes. uh, You're number three? Yes. So my number three is Ridley Scott's The Last Duel. I want to see it so bad. Uh, you, I saw Sam got scared, and he was like, is he going to say House of Gucci? Is he going to say House of Gucci? No, The Last Duel, I have issues with that movie. A lot of the issues come from the script. But what Ridley Scott brings to this film, mm. the, the echo that you hear from Gladiator in this film is incredible. It's not Martin Scorsese in The Irishman. It's not. Sure. But like... He's get hopefully hopefully Ridley Scott has like two more movies in him, and we, it's we not get there. not Martin Scorsese's The Irishman is what you're saying. Yes, but it's just really just how Gladiator influenced stories and what type of stories yeah. are told and how certain people, certain genders, and stories are portrayed and. Yeah. For him to direct this movie like this, it is so powerful. Um, yeah, Ridley Scott is 
the goat. He is truly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the action scenes are really fun. The scenes that where you're supposed to feel tension, you are tensed out of your mind. And mm-hmm. it's something only a seasoned director could make. Great. Um, my number three uh, is Denny Villeneuve's Dune. Ooh. Um, Denny Villeneuve. I love Denny Villeneuve. Uh, he's definitely one of my favorite directors mm-hmm. um, working. I, I think he's incredible. Um, and and the way he directs Dune is is so good he like he really just like i think he he the way that he understands sci-fi is the way that i understand sci-fi and, and it's um so nice to see a, a director uh in that space that of just like oh yeah we're like the way he, he pictures sci-fi is the way that like i think of sci-fi mm-hmm. um on all levels from everything from arrival to blade runner to dune which are three very different ways of doing sci-fi i don't it is all very denny villeneuve like they all look very denny yes they all have the same Um, dna but yet they're all telling a different story and still showing yeah a different side um yeah and, and and i think dune was was just another incredible entry into the denny villeneuve canon i agreed yeah. Um, for me, my number two would number be two. Steven Spielberg's Steven Spielberg directing West Side Story. I think yeah. his direction, you can tell this is a guy who's wanted to make a musical for 40 years. This, yeah. you, you feel it. Um, I think even for better or for worse, however we both feel about the movie, you feel that, oh, 100%. that build up. Um, yeah, 100%. And he swings, he goes for it in a time that the, he could have just fell asleep and people were like, yeah, and that's Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. He really yeah. tried to do something and put his stamp on this incredible story. Um, and yeah, he really he really spat in my face and said, yeah, I made Ready Player One, but don't you ever doubt me. Don't you ever doubt me. <laughs> Jaws, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List. Like in the yeah. same decade, E.T., don't you ever disrespect me. Yeah. Pew. And I was I, like, I, you're right, Mr. Uh, Spielberg. <laughs> I don't, I, I like Spielberg. I think he's very talented. I, I'm not like in love with Spielberg's mm-hmm. stuff. I think Spielberg's um, The Post is one of the most impressive movies that I've ever seen. Yeah. Because it feels like he's sleeping and it's better than most movies. Yes. It feels like he's just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to make a movie. I'm bored. Like, I gotta wait for special effects stuff for Ready Player One to be done, so I'm gonna go make this Oscar-winning movie. Just With some of the best is kind of actors ever. Yeah, it's kind of like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I don't love that movie. I don't love Steven Spielberg, but that, that the post is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive guy. Uh, my number two is uh, David Lowry directing The Green Knight. Uh... I love the Green Knight. We've talked about it a million times. We'll talk about it a million more times, I'm sure. Yes, we will. It's a great film. David Lowry does it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so good. Can't wait to see his next uh, thing. And yeah, I I'm so fascinated by it all. And I believe we could say our number one together. We can. And it is. It is Julia Ducorno. Ducorno. Teton. Yeah. Teton. 
we recently uh, did a podcast, but yet it's still in our head, right? Still clinging around in there. Bro, Julia's work is the most effective directing I've seen in a long time. You got to see Raw. Raw is something else. I want to I want to watch it uh just cuz she's fucking insanely good. Yeah, it like I'm I'm all in on Julia DeCorno now. Like any movie that she makes I'm just going to be like, "What? Another Julia DeCorno?" Uh yeah, was uh, opening night. Thank you. Yes, yes, indeed. And like here's my thing. On my list, it's two veteran beloved directors and she bested both of them. Like that's yeah. how good she this film is and that's how good she is. And it's so good. Everything I've seen her do. She is someone to watch out for, someone to wish to work with. She is yeah. hopefully the future of what the this industry could be. Yeah, it, it's insane. I if I I don't think she will, but I really wish that she could get nominated for an Oscar. I don't know if she would win. Yeah. But like by God, more people should see this movie just to see her work. Mm-hmm. At the very least, even if you don't like the rest of it, like Julia DeCorno does a phenomenal job. Uh, and uh, do you want to talk about your number one? Yes, our number thing one. Of the Here whole it is. Ding dang year. The thing of the year for me, it was Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza. When I saw it for the first time, I wrote it on Letterbox. It ended, and I was like, "Oh, I fell in love." Like that's what just happened to me. Like, oh my yeah. god. Like this movie touched me that I immediately saw House of Gucci and it just, have you ever just <laughs> ate a steak and then someone handed you Gushers and you were like, yeah, I like Gushers. And then you just realized it ruined the steak you just ate. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no licorice pizza. I cannot wait for you to see it, Sam, um, for better or for if you love it or hate it. Um, mm-hmm. This movie is something that is so special to me. Something that I wish more films had. This film makes me laugh because people say I don't like rom-coms. And I'm like, no, look at this. This is what rom-coms need to be. Rom-coms are gross across the board, but at least this grossness, it, like, does something. (laughs) It does something. It's not just, you know, perpetuating horrible stereotypes that should die. But anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I adore i'm in love with this movie licorice pizza it is something i'll be chatting about and again hopefully we don't have a podcast on it yet (laughs) yet yeah we'll see when i when i get to see it Mm -hmm. uh yeah i've i've uh, i think this movie looks fantastic i'm very excited to see it hearing how much you love it i want to see it even more um because even though like I don't I don't like West Side Story and I don't like Annette and you know I don't really like Malignant, I, I get it. Like these are all th- I I enjoy watching the art that like my friends love dearly. Same. Um, I was listening to and Nick and so, I was like I I get I get my boy Sam. I hear it. Yeah, like it's it's nice to just like oh you get a little peek into into how your friend works. Yes, and that's nice. Um. Speaking of a peek into how your friend works. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> uh, my number one thing of the year, surprise, surprise, it's Bo Burnham's Inside. Um, we have a whole podcast about it where I got very emotional about how much this movie, this thing meant. Uh, I will mention it all the time. This thing is incredible. I rewatched it the other day. 
uh, in prep for this, and I was still just just as enamored in it uh, with it as I was uh, back in the summer. It's great. It's so good. It's so amazing. I totally understand people's problems with it. Um, it is very specific to um, a very particular kind of experience of, of life, of being, you know, a, a privileged white man. Um, and and I, I totally get it. I understand people's problems with it. Um, it does not change the fact that I have grown up watching Bo Burnham uh, and he was just like, hey, I'm going to surprise drop a new masterpiece. For Sam Bannigan. For, For Sam, Sam Bannigan. Bannigan. Alone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I love it so much and uh, and I'll, I'll cherish it forever. Um, and when, you know, my friends have kids and they're like, what was, what was COVID like when it was like, you know, lockdown and all that sort of stuff. I'm just going to be like, watch Bo Burnham's inside. Like, that's it. That's it. That's like it. that. That was the feeling. Trying to like be funny you're... while stuck in a room. Yeah, like and stuff like that really still just gets to me of of what me and you have been doing um, specifically, like with our like Jeff Bezos episode of our of our Patreon mm-hmm. uh, episodes, and then he does all these songs about Jeff Bezos and like trying to make jokes in, in an empty room is and all the all the different stuff is is really powerful. I think Bo Burnham uh, is one of the, one of the best artists of our time and of our generation. Uh, and I'm very happy that, that he is doing stuff and being honest about how much he hates <laughs> promo and merch yeah. and all this stuff. Um, and just being like, yeah, it fucking sucks. I don't know. I have to do it. And I, I appreciate the honesty and that's, that's all inside feels like to me is just him being uh, as honest as he can be. Uh, and aren't we all trying to do that? Yeah, no. Aren't we all trying to do that? It's great. Art, artists, how they shape us, how they shape you. I mean, that's the show, right? That's welcome back. That's welcome back. And just like that, 2021 is old as dust 2021 has been so fun i mean in terms of this podcast in terms of watching things and talking about it with my my best pal sam bannigan it has been so much fun the good the bads Mm -hmm. the and everything in between and everything in between yeah yeah it's been uh like I don't know. We we had our, our big sort of year end conversation on our Patreon, patreon.com slash welcome back pod, five bucks a month. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like uh, specifically talking about the podcast, this, uh, this, these past two years of, of doing it have been just, I think we've, we've really found it. And I think we're, we're just going to get better. Exactly. And better. Um, but I feel very confident in like, oh yeah, we found what the thing is. Exactly. Right? Like we found what we're doing and how we want to do it and what we want to talk about and the sorts of things that we want to talk about, you know, yes. when, when we can talk about, we're talking about like what we should do for our drunk episode. And we're both fully on the same page of like, yeah, Venom and 
and Red Notice, like they are going to be bad movies, but they aren't going to be like the right kind of bad yes. for us to do the podcast on. And, and we kind of do that like every week, like when we're trying to figure out what to do, it's like, ah, we could do this. We could do that. I don't know. Like, but we, we usually find it and I'm very, very happy with it. And so am I. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for doing this thing with me, Andrew. Thank I'm sorry you. that you're going to be late for your thing. No, I'm, it's cool. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. I hope you had a good 2021 uh, as best as you could have, uh, I suppose. Stay safe out there. Please. Get your booster. Also, you know, here's the... to, a, to a better 2022. It's got to be better. It has to eh. be. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, you can uh, find the podcast. Uh, my name is Sam Bandy. I'm Andrew starts. Thomas. Uh, you can find the podcast all over the place at Welcome Back Pod. Uh, you can follow us on different social medias. You can join Linux Studios in producing us over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Welcome Back Pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For as little as five bucks a month, you get a bonus episode every single month. Every single month. We have like 20 now. That's crazy. It's crazy. Um, that's how long the pandemic has also been going on. Just if anyone's wondering. It's exactly 20 months. That's, it's been 20 months. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, if you want to support us over there by giving us a couple bucks, that is so helpful. But we totally understand that pandemic. It's real. It's been 20 months. Uh, if you don't have the money, don't want to give us money, totally get it. Thanks so much for listening anyway. Uh, you can follow us on social media, subscribe to us on different podcatchers, rate, review, do all the things on the podcast. I promise we're going to switch, be switching our thing soon. It's been a busy month. Um, uh, that That is a fantastic way to support the show. Uh, and and here at, at our year-end episode is always the, the one that I like to push for our most support because uh, I'm very proud of these episodes. Exactly. It's probably one of my favorites that we do. Uh, in the year uh, because it's just let's talk about all the nice things let's talk about all the nice things all the nice um, things even if I don't like all the things on Andrew's list and he doesn't like all the things on my list or doesn't know any of the things on my list because that <laughs> happens sometimes um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you don't like some of the things on my list I don't know some of the things on yeah I have three video games and an actual and a and d actual play show on my thing that's four out of my ten things on the list <laughs> You don't know. You don't know. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, please, please uh, follow us on all the things. That's my, that's the end of my thing. And hey, it's the holidays, especially if you traveled to see friends and family and you traveled back. Don't just go get back into the grind and not call or text them. Talk to them. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Even if you're far away, you got this technology. You can be close. And also, you can talk about us. And also, even more about talking about us. I mean, even though that's the best way to help. Talk, talk, tell your friends. <laughs> Just, you know, talk about your favorite things. Movies, video games, books, sport moments, anything. That is anything. what we are here on this earth for right now. Right? Yeah. Talk, talk to people about your yeah. favorite things and bond. Because that yeah. is how the world works. That is how the world works. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.